Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter. It is Nick Eber, to make it easy. That's at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-I. would love to hear from you. We've got a great show today. Chock full of betting goodness for you. That's right. Chock full of betting goodness. We're going to cover college football bowl betting tips, tricks, strategies, and line movements with Craig El Huapo Trap. Then we're going to move right along to some college basketball. That's right. The NCAA basketball season in full swing. We'll be joined by Sean Higgy Smalls Higgs. We're going to talk uh, Xavier at Villanova, Seton Hall at DePaul, and Tulane at Memphis. And then finally, Tony L.T. Gray-Tellers will join me here. I'm going to talk NBA basketball, Heat at Wizards, Bucks at Bulls, Pistons at Jazz, Suns at Blazers. Lots to get to today. So if you're thinking about betting on those games, be sure to stay tuned because we will have all of those for you with free picks. And don't worry, though, if we're not covering a game that you would like to bet on, you can go to our website, picksandparlays.net, where we have a plethora of picks of the free variety for you. And, of course, our expert picks are awaiting. And right now we have a 15% off special offer, promo code BOWL, B-O-W-L, 15% off everything you might want to load into your cart. All right, uh, I am going to gather my thoughts, get the free picks ready for you, get our special guests on the horn, on the line, ready to go. In the meantime, if you'd like to speak to us here on the studio during the show, you can do that. Just fill out the comments section on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. You can search us, uh, pick Sam Parley's, or use hashtag Parley Radio, and we will see your comment and endeavor to put it up on the screen. Uh, not too rude, please. Rude? Some rude, okay. Not too rude, though. Well, okay. Today, for the holidays, too rude is allowed. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back with more here on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Twitter me. Twitter me. Give me a call. At Nick Eber. That sounded obscene, didn't it? But, well, I guess I'm kind of a rude person, so what can I say? By the way, this is the show for Monday, December the 30th, 2019. I'd like to wish everybody a very happy fifth day of Kwanzaa. Hope day one, two, three, and four were fabulous celebratory days of Kwanzaa for you. And of course, here in the Picks and Parlay studio, we go absolutely crazy for this holiday. Gifts, songs, dance are plenty here at Picks and Parlays. Get your best bets always, picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks for you on the site. And of course, we do like to steer you in the right direction when it comes to betting on sports. Not just free picks, but loads of advice as well. Let's bring in special guest, El Guapo and El Jefe, Craig Trapp. Craig, how are you doing today? How's your Kwanzaa celebration going? Well, uh, I don't know if I've started yet, but we can start right now if you'd like. Let's do that. Why don't we give a nice fifth day of Kwanzaa gift to all of our viewers and listeners by giving them some free college bowl picks, advice, and discussion of line movements. Craig, why don't we start with the Citrus Bowl, Michigan-Alabama. This is Alabama minus seven, total 58 points. What's going on with the good old Citrus Bowl? Lots of fruit, by the way, other than that. Yeah, this time of year. It's, I mean, who isn't eating fruit this time of year? Either, you know, candy or fruit. But this line opened at seven, still at seven. Of course, 
Um, you know, with uh, Tua out for Alabama, this team's probably uh, going to have some issues uh, scoring. The and, and Michigan, of course, hasn't been good in, in big games or bowl games. Total started at 54 and a half. I do see it at 58 now. Of course, that's coming off uh, Alabama's allowing, what, 40-something to LSU and to Auburn this year. So I can see why the total has jumped to 58 in this one. All right, uh, the Outback Bowl. You can have a blooming onion with your bowl and a really cheesy-sounding guy speaking with an Australian accent. But you also get Minnesota and Auburn. Pardon me. You also get Minnesota and Auburn. I didn't say pardon me. I was reading it wrong. That's actually the two teams in the Outback Bowl, which is good. Now, I'm wondering, do you get free shrimps on the barbie when you go to the Outback Bowl? (laughs) That I don't know. But Auburn is minus seven. Total is 53. Far away, Craig. Free shrimp? Yeah, this line actually opened... This line actually opened at Auburn minus eight, so it's actually came down, which is a little surprising considering Auburn played so well to finish the year um, against Alabama. Um, the total started at 49, up to, I see it at 53 or 53 and a half, depending on where you look at it. I'm kind of surprised. I, I, early, early, I was looking at Auburn as a, at eight. Now I really like them at seven. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. So we like Auburn at seven on that one. Uh, let's move along the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Great place to go and see a game. Of course, when you sit in 10 hours worth of traffic to get out, then you just want to commit suicide. Uh, it's Wisconsin, Oregon at the Rose Bowl. Wisconsin, uh, three-point favorites. Total 51.5. Should be a good game with that sort of total, Craig. Uh, yeah, I mean, this total actually opened at 49.5, and, a half, and it's, there's some 51.5s and 51s out there. The, there's actually some uh, Wisconsin minus 2.5 out there as well, so... Definitely shopped this around, but the consensus is three. Uh, Wisconsin, I'm a little shocked because they didn't really look good against Ohio State the first time. Yeah, they looked good the first half of the second game, but then Ohio State kind of dominated from then on out. So I'm a little surprised here. I think Oregon, uh, you know, they're used to playing on the West Coast. I think Oregon is the play here as a slight underdog. All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to have the Sugar Bowl with Baylor, Georgia, uh, Georgia, what a season they had, by the way. Kind of petered out a little later on. I mean, they started, they were everybody's darling, uh, but they end up in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. Not quite sure how that happened. Oh, I know, they lost big games uh, to big teams that did a lot better than them at the end of the season. But Georgia, five-and-a-half-point favorites, total 41-and-a-half. Yeah, this line actually opened, has moved a ton. It opened with uh, Georgia favored by eight-and-a-half. Um, I see it anywhere from four and a half to five and a half out there now, so you can shop that one around. Uh, the total open at forty-two and a half, and we see it at forty-one and a half now. A little surprised here that the line has moved this much, considering Oklahoma looked so poorly uh, against LSU in the national championship game. I kind of thought this line might move back towards the the favorite of Georgia here, but of course Georgia has several players that aren't going to play in this one. But either way, I think Georgia is a much stronger team. I think they represent well here uh, for the SEC. All right, uh, next up, the Birmingham goal, Bowl. We're not talking about Birmingham, England, are we? Didn't think so. Probably <laughs> no. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, BC versus Cincy. Those are your boys there, aren't they, Craig? Cincy, seven-point favorites, total 55.5. Yeah, these are actually the January 2nd Bowls. The first four we looked at were the um, New Year's Day Bowls. Uh, Cincinnati opened... Um, as a six and a half point favorite, this one's up uh, either seven. I even see some seven and a halfs out there. And the total in this one opened at 55 and a half. And that's mostly the consensus. I do some, see a few 55s out there. But uh, Cincinnati, of course, lost the last two games 
um, in, in dramatic style to Memphis. Uh, Memphis got absolutely hammered in their bowl game. And uh, they also lost to Ohio State this year. So, I mean, if you look at Cincinnati, they definitely deserve to be the favorite in this one. I just don't know. I think seven might be a little aggressive here. I don't have my official play up on this one, but it just looks like it may be a little too much for a Bearcats team. All right. Uh, Gator Bowl, Indiana, Tennessee. Indiana, by the way. I used to have a lot of fun. Go to Gary Fanny's. Very rude bar there in Indiana. Probably long gone. And if it isn't, well, <laughs> the police aren't doing their job. Uh, Indiana, Tennessee. Tennessee, minus one and a half points, total 52. Tennessee, slight favorites here. Uh, what's going on with this one, Craig? Well, this actually line act opened as a pick em. So, Tennessee, there's even some twos out there. So, Tennessee's gotten a lot of uh, pub in this one. The total opened at 51 and a half. I do see it at 52 now, so not much movement there. But, you know, Tennessee is one of those up-and-down teams. They really were poor to start the season. Indiana was a, a darling as an underdog this year. Had some really uh, nice covers for us this year. Uh, but you know, I think this is a, a pretty big step up facing an SEC, uh, much larger uh, defensive line. I don't know. This one is uh, one I'm probably going to stay away from. Just a little worrisome um, because Indiana was good this year, but most of the times they were when they were underdog, they were getting many more points than this. Well, I'll tell you what, Craig, if Indiana win, why don't you and I celebrate? Let's go to Gary. Let's go to Fanny's. You bring me picks and parlays, a uh, small change box with lots of those singles and fives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we could have a really good time, all right? Yeah, I, th- I, I think that could be on the expenditure list. All right, I like it. Okay, finally, National Championship Week. It is, well, I suppose Ohio State was a big surprise. No one's surprised that LSU got there. LSU are a cut above everyone else. Uh, they are five-and-a-half-point uh, favorites, 70 points, <laughs> the total points on this one. Um, I'm assuming I, – I, I don't know anyone's going to beat LSU. How many NFL teams could LSU, LSU beat right now? <laughs> well, I, I don't Certainly know. We just carried away on that one. No, Bengals beat the Browns. They cost the Browns their coach. Uh, but LSU, obviously very impressive. Clemson. I still don't know how they won that game because Ohio State dominated the first half. Some questionable calls. Um, you know, I'm a Ohio State hater, so if there's if I'm saying they're questionable, you know they probably are questionable. Uh, but you know, they are. Clemson is the return, uh, the defending national champion. I do give them a little credit there, but I definitely think this line opened at six. It's been bet down to five and a half. I think the the, the steam's going the wrong way on this one. I think LSU wins and wins big. Joe yeah. Burrow, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner, was very impressive. I think he has another big game. I also think as high as total as this one is, I still think this one goes over. I think this one's another shootout. Um, LSU has played in many. There, all the games, all the teams that have been good this year, they went over on all those games. So I think the over and LSU on my initial look on uh, this opening line report. Are we actually going to have an exciting national championship game? That's the non-betting question for you. I think so. I think it'll be interesting early. And I think if you like points, if you like defense – probably not going to be the game for you because there's going to be a lot of points. LSU, that you saw how much speed they had at, at their skill positions. I think this one is a light-up-the-scoreboard type game. I mean, last year's national championship, and, and the, the national championship games in general have been very competitive until probably last year. So I think this one is a pretty competitive game early, and I think LSU then pulls away late. Craig Trapp, El Huapo, always an absolute pleasure. I will see you, my friend, at Fanny's. You make sure you have that cash with you so that we can have, indeed, a good time. All right, uh, in celebration of the fifth day of Kwanzaa, do not worry, folks. We've got loads more 
Coming up next, we're going to talk to Higgy Smalls. That's right, Sean Higgs. Let's talk some college basketball. I'll be right back after this. Support for this show comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Look, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's 2020. You know what that means? New year, new me, new huevos. Men, listen up. Hairy bushes, well, they're so 2019. Well, let's face it, more like 1975. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscapes making it easy with their grooming products. Have you ever tried to, you know, shave down there, get it a little trim for a big date or a special someone? And, well, oh, dear. Using that nasty old razor, Big Nick, blood running down your legs, not fun at all. I'm telling you about that right now. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your family jewels. Manscaping accidents, finally a thing of the past. And by the way, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your nether regions. That is really just disgusting. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver. That's anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer for you-know-where. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why aren't you putting deodorants on the stinkiest part of your body? Look, you can get 20% off free shipping. Use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job for your tools. Your waivers will thank you. Use code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code BLEAV. Welcome back to the show. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where I might add we're with you every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, and streaming throughout the day here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Love to hear from you. Just uh, fill in the comment section on any one of our social media sites and we will see your comment and we'll do our best to bring it into the show. Meanwhile, I promised you some college basketball and I hear him in the background. He's ready to go. Higgy Smalls. Let's bring him on in. Sean, uh, what, a, what an absolutely lovely festive Picks and Parlay shirt you're wearing. Congratulations. You're looking good there with the hat. Of course, we'll talk about the Oreo cheesecake a little later and the fact that you are withholding yes. it from me. Uh, that is something that your wife and I are going to have to take up. It might be fisticuffs or flintlocks at 20 paces, but, uh, you know, hey, let's talk college basketball, shall we? Three games we've curated for our listeners and viewers. All three of these games available up at picksandparlays.net as well. Uh, let's start, shall we, Tulane at Memphis. Uh, the Tulane Green Wave, which, by the way, sounds like you had a bad Christmas dinner or something. Uh, eight and four, <laughs> seven and four against the spread. They've cooled down considerably after a nice five and one run. They've gone one and three, losing the last two in the row. They're one and zero straight up and against the spread away from home. They're twelve and five against the spread in the last seventeen games, and they get to meet the uh, super hot eleven and one Memphis Tigers, eight three and one against the spread. They're on a nine game winning streak following their stole loss to Oregon, which is back, I think, the 9th of November, if I remember correctly. 5-0 and straight up, 3-2 and against the spread at home. Center James Wiseman, this was interesting. He actually left the university. 
He was suspended for 12 games, then said, ah, to hell with it, I'm gone. Signed with an agent, put himself in for the NBA draw. That's the way you say thank you for even pretending like you care about giving me an education, Memphis. Uh, but really, these guys couldn't give a snot about that. They just, it's one and done and on to the NBA. Total's gone under, by the way, for the last five for the Tigers. Uh, they are big favorites, 16 points, total 144. Uh, really, I mean, it's a big F you to the university. Why, why don't we just end this charade, really? Why do we even bother having this charade, Higgy? Well, the funny thing about that is he actually took money from Penny Hardaway when he was his high school coach, apparently. And he followed him to Memphis. I, You know... Listen, should you guys get paid? I guess they should get a little something. They should get more than what they're getting, you know. I mean, especially, like, you, these are big guys. You know, you give them a $20 meal allowance or some ridiculous nonsense. That's only going to cause trouble. Let's be honest. Pay the guys something. I get it. They get education. They get medical. They get all the stuff covered for them. Yes, but on the flip side, give them something. When, you know, schools are making money, they're on ESPN and Fox Sports and all these channels, uh, you know, the, the, the old trickle down is not trickling down to the people actually doing the work there. So do I think players should get paid? Yeah. I, I, how are you going to do that? Because the swim team's going to want to cut of that. The volleyball sports that don't generate remotely anything close to NCAA basketball or college football, especially, you know, you talk about these paths for these ball games, you know, yeah. and what they get. I mean, Rutgers, I was happy Rutgers went to the big 12 because after our Big Ten, after like five years, you're going to get like $25, 30000000 million a year. That's excellent for the school. Good for them. But how does that translate to like the bowling team? How can you justify – how are you going to pay these guys? Well, What's the five-star recruit getting compared to the guy on the bowling team? I, I don't think you do. I mean, look, my point is, is that for American football – college programs are the minor leagues okay yes for absolutely. college but for and the nba they do not have to be the minor leagues there are other paths to the nba other than college so yeah. i would suggest to you that they need to get rid of this one and done nonsense and if you're going to sign at for least school, two years at just, least two just years based on the fact that you're you're 18 17 18 year old kids you're going to hang out with grown men and let's be honest you're going to you're going to bars you're going out they that's just a fanny you know, in indiana and gary indiana where know, craig and i are going to be that just you know you're 20 you're not you're hanging out with i mean lebron's a 35 year old man you're going to get there's not many physical specimens in college that are ready i mean shaquille neal came out of college the guy was thin yeah. you know he was a thin guy and you know it's just give him two years give him two years to mature they can't how are you gonna let a kid get in there with 10 million dollars in his pocket that's just bad it's bad yeah. but that goes back to this education i mean they don't teach kids how to balance a checkbook or oh come on these kids come to, out of college they to, can to barely the, spell their name credit. spare me all right it's, let's move on yeah. by the way so don't talk to me let's, about these garbage college bowls what is up with this red box bowl by the way i mean what is that, a video rental firm or a yeast infection? I'm not yeah. sure which one that is. But, okay, let's move on, shall we? Uh, yeah, well, hold on. Xavier. we got to get a break here. Just take, just take Memphis here. I mean, Memphis blew him out yeah. twice last year. I think he has to go Memphis or nothing on that game. I mean, it's, Memphis or they're, bust. They're a good team. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a movie. Memphis or bust. Let's move on. Xavier at Villanova. The Musketeers, 11-2. and 4-8-1 against the spread. Won the last two in a row. The last win was 67-59 over TCU. Uh, it'll be eight days, though, since their last game. I wonder how that might factor into it. They're one and one straight up, one and one against the spread. Daniel Ramsey, a question mark. Total's gone over in six of the last eight, and Villanova, nine and two. By the way, two good programs, good records here. Four, six, and one yeah. against the spread. Uh, Brian Antoine out with a shoulder injury. Total's gone over in 12 of the last 17. Uh, Villanova, though, only five point home favorites. 
139.5 points. Uh, speak to me, Higgy. Yeah, you know, total looks a little low considering that Nova's a top 10 team. But, you know, Xavier, tough. It's a tough team. I, you know, when I'm looking at here is this total. 139.5 seems a little low to me. I had this game playing out into like the, 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 the 150, you know, mid-150 range. And this is a 139. So it's a little, that's a little odd for me. Um, listen, both times they played last year, they split on their home courts with um, relatively decent sized wins, Xavier by 12, Nova by 10, and uh, four-point win by Nova in the Big East tournament. So obviously familiar with each other, stuff like that. But I'm going to – I'm just going to go – looks a little easy, I guess, to say, the 139. I'm going to go over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. This is going to go into the 150s. I, I, 130, it's just – I know we got a guy who's questionable, but I don't know. I think we're going to see some points here tonight. So from Rio here, we're going to go over this total here. So, Higgy – Xavier's been will not have played a game for eight days now. Most of these college teams are playing about two games a week. So, uh, you know, what? How is that going to affect them? How do you think that'll affect them? Or will it? Will it be a good thing? Will it allow them to rest, recuperate, or will they lose that kind of edge that they have? This, you know, these two weeks are tricky because it's you know kids are home, it's exams, it's holidays. A lot of kids don't come back till the end of January, so the home court's not the same what it is. But these guys are going to play. It's it's Nova. It's not like it's you're coming at home to play some cupcake where you're going to come out. Listen, these guys have been practicing with or without the coach. They're a top 10 team playing against. Yeah. They're the unranked smaller schools still considered, you know, even though they're a sweet 16 a lot of times. You know, Xavier's a good program. But I look at it as you're not going to be really rushed here because it's the, the, the level of competition you're playing. It's not like you're playing Coppin State where you could come out and be like, all right, we took a half off. It's 41-36, and we're going to go on a 20-0 run to start the game. You can't do that against Villanova. So I think you're going to see uh, you know, both teams come out strong. Rest or not, it's it's conference play. It's big games, big teams. So I, I don't really think there's going to be a problem you know, to get up to start shooting the ball well. All right. Uh, Higgy, we got one more game. we got four minutes. Okay. Seton Hall at DePaul. I love this one. This is an evil, this is an evil, evil match between the Pirates and the Blue Demons. I tell you what, let's do Seton Hall, the Pirates. Let's do them in piratical verbiage, shall we, my friend? Eight and four, I eight and four against the spread. On a two-game winning streak, most recently making Prairie View A&M walk the plank with a set 75-55 victory. They're one and two straight up, three and one, three and one against the spread. Miles Powell out with a concussion. Total has gone under in five of the last six. And of course, for the DePaul Blue Demons, <laughs> they're 12 and 1, 7 5 and 1 against the spread. They bounce back with three wins in a row after that loss to Buffalo. They're 8 and 1 straight up, 4 4 and 1 against the spread at home. Total's gone over in five of the last seven. I guess when you lose to Buffalo, it's a bit of a shock to the old system, isn't it? Uh, Seton Hall, though, one point favorites, 139 and a half points. It seems like that's the standard point spread for everything now. It's like 139 and a half. Uh, tell me, uh, how do you see this one? Are the Pirates <laughs> going to win over the Demons, laddie? Two things. Buffalo was a pretty good program last year. They're, they were, they're not too bad, so don't knock Buffalo. And, and your pirate accent's great. If my kids were younger, I'd have you, you know, come over for story time. <laughs> put him to sleep at night. That's pretty good stuff. So right off the bat, you got Powell's not out. 20 points a game. 21 points a game for this guy. Leading score. And... They're favored. We got the whole favored on the road, 12-1. and one. You look at that record, it was like, oh, it's DePaul. Uh, again, this is one of those games. We did them a couple last week. We had the Rutgers game. We had the uh, 
Michigan was playing, again, laying like a one or two to Illinois. These lines that make things like easy money one way. It's not. Don't fall for it. We're going to take the hole without their leading score here. We're going to lay it a one point on the road, and we're going to score a nice five-point victory here for us. So Seton Hall gets called easy. Play for us on the video. Hey, you might not think it's easy, but more often than not, these games cash at a very good clip for us this time of year. All right, speaking of cashing for a very good clip for us, Higgy, we've got a couple of minutes left. Talk to me. What's up with you at Picks and Parlays? What can our listeners and viewers find from Sean Higgs? Well, a nice little bull run. 7-1 bull run after Christmas. We really crushed it. We had uh, Clemson. We had LSU. Um, Notre Dame. Um, North Carolina. So a nice little run. Got the Orange Bowl up for tomorrow. Um, championship game up. We're covered in bowl action. Again, last year, 67%. This year, about 60%, I think. I didn't do my total numbers after the weekend because I'm you know, about the NFL right now, finishing up the, the slate here uh, tonight. But, um, yeah, big week of college. And we got wild card games. We got lines up already. We got the Texans, three and a half over Buffalo. Patriots, five and a half over uh, Tennessee. So, listen, college hoops, NFL playoffs, wild card, cold cash on the ice, and we still got bowl games to go. So, it's a good week and, coming into New Year's. And, of course, this week, Al Ninos and I will be giving you more Premier League picks, by the way. Premier League on fire right now. Great stuff. If you followed our picks from last week, you'd have been very, very, very happy. Gave you some big numbers there. Gave you Watford, gave you Chelsea. Okay, we'll forget Bournemouth, Brighton. But anyway, Higgy, always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, next time I'll, I'll do more pirate for you, as long as your wife sends yes. me that Oreo cheesecake <laughs> that we talked about. For the fifth day I'll of Kwanzaa. Tell her, it's not fifth day of Kwanzaa for me without Oreo cheesecake. All right. Cheesecake, <laughs> yeah, it's a staple. It's a staple. <laughs> Iggy Smalls, thank you so much. Sean Higgs, always a pleasure. All right, coming up, folks. Let's Take talk easy, to Nick. NBA basketball <laughs> with L.T. Gray himself, Tony Tellers. And what he'll tell you is these games, they're great. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. Coming to you live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to comment, participate on the show, do that. Just fill in the comment section on any one of our social media sites and we will see it here in the studio and do our best to incorporate it into the show. All right, well, let's see. We've had college bowl betting. We've had college basketball. Let's turn our attention to what happens to these pampered guys when they come out of college, whether it's one year or five seconds later, and go to the NBA. Let's talk some NBA action, and who better to do that with this fifth day of Kwanzaa than our very good friend, LT Gray, Tony, the Tiger Tellers. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Nick. Uh, ready to talk some NBA. Of course, there'll be some games without lines. That just seems to be the issue now with a lot of injuries in this league. Uh, and there's been talk maybe these players, uh, maybe they play too much basketball in their youth, and maybe that's just causing a lot of these issues injury-wise with these players. Uh, don't get me started on that. I will tell you about the NBA in particular. It is a league of the super athlete, okay? Uh, these athletes are a completely different kettle of fish probably than any other athlete in professional sports. They're, they're large. They're exceptionally fit. They are, then they play a game on a hardwood surface at, at the highest pace I think basketball has ever been played. I think if you compare the game today to the, the days of Wilt Chamberlain, I don't think these games are comparable. So, Tony, I think the pace of the game, what's being asked of these, these athletes, 
I don't think it's that they're playing too many games. I just think this is, you know, it's grueling. I don't know what to say, but I'm not surprised we get a lot of injuries. Yeah, that's true. It's grueling. And of course, every game televised, so every, every, every play is under a microscope, too. So I think a magnifying glass, I think that has a lot to do with it because these players got to be on every night and it's tough to do because the body will give out. And also, I think what I've seen, I think what we've seen here, there's a, there's a huge gap between the elite player and everyone else. Yeah. And I, I, that's, that's one thing that's bothered me the most about this league. Yeah, it certainly has. And we are seeing a case of teams with the, uh, with, you know, two, uh, a lot of matches, games, excuse me. With, uh, I'll try to keep the terminology on this side of the Atlantic. A lot of games where we have, you know, a, a, a record of 24 and 8 against, or 29 and 5 against a team that's gone, you know, uh, shall we say 9 and 22. So we're seeing a lot of teams with great records and a lot of teams with really crappy records. And I think those sort of middling teams, they're getting squeezed out a lot. It is very much the haves and the have-nots. I think that will sort of correct itself here. Uh, over the next couple of seasons over as basketball continues, as the quality of the players continue to develop. Uh, but uh, let's get to it, shall we? Why don't we start with that 9-22 and 22 team I was talking about. <laughs> that is the Washington Wizards. They're hosting the Heat. The Heat are 24-8. and eight. They're 8-2 eight and two and won the last five in a row, most recently a tough win, by the way. 117-116 over an excellent Sixers side. Another team that's fantastic to watch, Tony. Uh, they're 9-7 straight up, 10-8-1 against the spread away. Justice Winslow has been downgraded now to out. Every time we talk about the Heat and Justice Winslow, he's out for some reason. Then he's back in for a minute, then he's out again. You know, they just need to uh, send him to the hospital, I don't know, for three months and let him come back and play with some regularity. The Wizards, 2-8. and eight. They lost the last two most recently, falling 100-107. to 107. Defeat at the hands of the New York Knicks. They're 4-8 and eight straight up, 5-7 and seven against the spread at home. Uh, Bradley Beal's questionable. Uh, due to a leg injury. They've got over in four of the last five. Now, I know we don't have a line on this one, Tony, uh, but when that line does come out, uh, what do you recommend? Obviously, the Heat are going to be big favorites, uh, even in Washington. But uh, what about the total? What do you recommend on this play? Yeah, I, w- I would lean here to the Heat and Wizards to go over total. And I think it'll be somewhere in the 220s, maybe the mid-220s here, because Beal's injury, you got to keep an eye on. Uh, he's definitely an offensive starter for Washington. But this is a Wizards team that plays absolutely no defense. We always harp about this team all the time. One thing to note here with the Heat, you got to put them in with, with, as an Eastern Conference uh, favorite here because they're in there with Boston, Philadelphia. No one really talked about the Heat, but they're playing very well. Uh, they've got, they played to over total in nine of their past 10 games. They won eight of those. Look at their form. Shooting the basketball five, past five games, 46%, nearly 41% from three. And, you know, the Wizards defense last in the NBA defensive victory range. They're allowing nearly 117 points per 100 possessions. They just run up and down the court. As you talked about the fast pace, this is one of the fastest paced team in the league's third, third in pace. But you look at the Wizards defensive form, just terrible. Past five games allowing 49% shooting, 40% from three. You look at their head-to-head matchups. They've gone over in six of nine. Uh, I would lean here, uh, once we see the number somewhere in the mid-220s, I would say the Heat and Wizards over total. All right, so we're going over. All right, uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, let's choose another one without a line, but let's talk about the game anyway. The Bucks at the Bulls. Uh, again, the Bucks 29-5. and five. What a great team they are to watch. 20-14 and 14 against the spread. They're 8-2. They won the last two in a row, beating the Magic. 111-110, a squeaker there on Saturday. 13-3 uh, and three straight up, 9-7 and seven against the spread away. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, Giannis. We'll just call him Giannis, all right? 
that, that all right? <laughs> uh, he's out. But Eric Bledsoe is a probable return. Total under in five of the last six. And the Bulls 13 and 20. I would say they're probably a middling team. They're probably one of those kind of middle-tier teams that I was saying we're not seeing that many of. Eight and 15 against the spread. Five and five. Uh, last outing was a 35-point victory over the Hawks, 116 to 81. They're seven and 10 straight up. Nine and eight against the spread at home. Uh, Zach Levine, uh, Thomas Staransky, Sataransky, excuse me, Wendell Carter likely to play while Laurie Markkinen is definitely not. Uh, total is under in four of the last five. Again, we talk about all those injuries on the Bulls. No line yet. There will be one. Uh, but what do you like uh, in terms of uh, general category of play on this one, Tony? Yeah, I, I would look here to the Bulls side here. You're probably getting anywhere from plus, plus six to seven points as a home underdog. I know Giannis uh, is questionable with that baggage. I don't. I doubt if he'll play. You know, when you look at back injuries and you're questionable, it's a regular season game against the Bulls. I don't. I yeah. don't think there's a reason for him to play in this game. Lauren Markkinen, well, he's dealing with an illness. Sound like the flu to me. Uh, so he's he's again someone who's questionable. We'll see how he looks. Uh, maybe get him some Pepto Bismol. We'll see how that works overnight and see if he's ready. But uh, so the, the one thing about the Bulls here. Is uh, what they've done is, you know, they've covered 11 of their past four teams. This is one of the most disappointing teams to start the season, but they've kind of got their act a little better, uh, better uh, together here of late. Uh, in December, they've shot the three better past uh, five games or 46% shooting, over 38% from three, and they're defending, holding teams of 43%. And of course, um, you're, you're getting a good amount of points here at home. No Giannis. Important to note, he only played 55 seconds yeah. against Orlando. So they've got tape on the, on, on the Bucks without Giannis in the lineup. So now they can actually get their, come up with a strategy against Milwaukee here with light, with no uh, Giannis in the lineup likely. I'll take the home underdog bulls at this one, looking at plus six to anywhere from plus six to seven and a half. Oh, you think Levine, Sadoransky, and Carter playing? I mean, the bulls have had a lot of injuries. Uh, that is no doubt about that. Uh, you know, as they start to get their squad back and healthy. Uh, we might start to see uh, a better run from the Bulls. I think so. I think someone to keep an eye on is Otto Porter. He was a he was a good addition to him last year, and one of the reasons why everyone had thought this was a team to look out for this season, one of the more improved teams, but uh, almost like the Nets from a season ago. But they just can't get it together. Otto Porter Jr. is an important piece of that team. I think once he comes back. Uh, somewhere near the All-Star break. I think that's a, the Bulls team will be a team to look at. And they may be close enough to even get in the playoffs how terrible the Eastern Conference is. Right. All right, well, I'll tell you what. We've got uh, two more games, so let's get to them. We have lines on these ones. Suns at Blazers. The Suns, 12-20, 17-14, and one against the spread. Just snapped an eight-game losing streak with a 112-120 win over the Kings. They're 6-11 straight up, 7-10 against the spread away from home. DeAndre Ayton is out. But Frank Kaminsky is probable to play. They've gone over in four of the last five. And the Trailblazers, 14-9, 13-18-2 against the spread. They've lost the last three in a row. That was to the Pelicans, Jazz, and the Lakers. They're 8-8 eight eight straight up, 6-8-2 at home. Uh, Skull Labissiere joins the list of Portland injuries. And I love that name, by the way. Uh, over in four of the last six. Uh, but Portland, four-point home favorites. Uh, total points, 231. Um, yeah, two teams fairly evenly matched here, uh, but Portland getting the getting the nod here, I think, because it's uh, home court advantage, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Of course, uh, Portland dealing with their share of injuries, but I think there's a big matchup advantage here for Portland in their backcourt. C.J. McCollum and Damon Lillard are, are 
healthy and they'll be going up against Booker and company there. And I, I just think it's a, the guard play is a lot much better here for Portland, on, especially with this short number. Uh, I'll take them to cover. As you talked about, you know, the Suns that lost eight straight until beating Sacramento by two on Saturday. You know, here's another young team. You know, the NBA is a lot different now. You're noticing guys in their early 20s are getting a lot of playing time. And what's happening here is they just don't have their bodies built up physically. And you're seeing a lot of terrible defensive numbers from these young teams. Here's the Suns is a good example. I give it up. You know, look at their past five games, a lot of 52% shooting, 43% from three. You know, Portland has shown the ability to beat up on the bad teams on their home court. I think with Lillard and McCollum here, both healthy. Uh, you look at, as a matter of fact, Portland is shooting the three well, 38% uh, at home. And, uh, of course, Phoenix, they don't shoot the ball as well away from home. And, of course, they met uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Trailblazers shot the ball well on the road in Phoenix, 47%, 41% from three. And they defended home. I'm going to go ahead and take Portland here because I think the guard advantage here is the big advantage here for the Portland Trailblazers. All right. Well, good choice. And they are four-point home favorites. And are we doing with the... Uh... We're going with the over. Both these teams have gone over in four of the last five and four of the last six, yeah, respectively. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the total here. I just don't trust Phoenix's offense on the road. I'll take the Portland at minus four. Fair enough. Uh, last game, Pistons at Jazz. Detroit, 12-21, and 12-19-2 uh, against the spread. Uh, they're 3-7 and seven, the last 10 games. Their last game was 109-136, to 136, lost to the Spurs. 4-11 straight up, 7-9-1 against the spread away. Uh, Markeith Morris unlikely to play after suffering a foot injury, and for the Detroit, for Detroit, they've gone over in four of the last five. And the Jazz, 20 and 12, 14, 17, and one against the spread, eight and two in the last ten on the two-game winner, beating the Clips 120 to 107 on Saturday. They're 12 and three straight up, seven and eight against the spread at home. Total's gone over as well with the Jazz in six of the last eight, and they are nine-point home favorites. Total here 218. Are you going to stay away from the points here as well? Well, I'll look here at the points with Utah minus. I know it's a big number. I prefer that over the total. But the Pistons is just, again, another team that don't play, doesn't play defense. Yeah. Their form is just terrible. I mean, look at their past five games. 51% shooting, giving up 42% from three. Utah has won some of their past eight, covered four straight. Of course, you mentioned that game against, against the Clippers. They're shooting the ball very well here. We talked that window of five games, 47%, 38% from three. They shoot better at home and they defend. But, you know, when you look at Detroit, they've lost and failed to cover six of seven. The only exception was that, that win against a really bad Washington team. When you look at the Pistons' road performance, just terrible. You know, they have, they have failed to cover eight of their past nine on the road against teams with winning home records. Okay, and they're, they're usually underdogs and heavy underdogs in those games. They're getting pounded. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're just not performing here. And it's sad because their former coach, their coach was a former coach for the, for the Raptors, uh, and, and it was a defensive minded coach, but they're just not getting it done. And, uh, and they have veterans and that's, that's, that's a problem. You know, they signed uh, Blake Griffin, but of course he's dealing with that knee injury. And, uh, you know, you saw all that, those alley oops that he did in, 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 in Detroit. As you mentioned before, it's a, a difficult game. And if you've got a lot of players that like to sky for the, for, for those, uh, slam dunks, it's going to take a toll on you. And it's definitely taking a toll on Blake Griffin's knee. I'll go ahead and take Utah on this one. All right, uh, Tony. Always a pleasure. What do we have up from El Tigre at picksandparlays.net, by the way, for our listeners yeah, well, and viewers? Well, yeah, we'll have some NBA up there on Monday as well as some bull actions. We got uh, uh, four bulls going off on Monday. Looking forward to them. All right. Which ones do you have up there? Well, I'll have the first responder bowl for sure up there. I'm looking also at a total in the, uh, in the uh, Orange Bowl. All right, Tony. Always a pleasure. And you can find Tony. He's one of our expert handicappers along with 34 other nothing-but-the-best 
folks in our handicapping department. You can find them all at picksandparlays.net. Go ahead, load up their expert plays, put them in your, put them in your shopping basket, and we have a 15% off bonus for you. Use code BOWL for 15% off everything in your cart. All right, in case you missed any of the picks, don't worry. Not only will this show be available as soon as it's ended, but right now, after the break, I'm going to recap all the picks from today. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. What a show we've had this fifth day of Kwanzaa, December the 30th, 2019. Wow, the year has just flown by. And so of our picks today, we had a lot of them. We started with Craig Trapp, by the way, talking a little uh, college bowl betting. And then we moved right along uh, with uh, college basketball and, of course, NBA. So why don't we recap? Let's start. Sean Higgs, college basketball. Let's take a look about what. Uh, let's take a look at Sean's picks. We'll put them up here on the screen for you in a second, as soon as we can find them. Did we find them? There we go. His NCAA basketball free picks. Uh, Xavier at Villanova. Take the over one thirty nine and a half. Uh, Seton Hall at DePaul. Take Seton Hall minus one and Tulane at Memphis. Take Memphis minus sixteen. Then we moved right along to Tigray territory, and we talked some NBA. We did have two games here with no lines, the Heat and Wizards. Uh, no line yet on that, but uh, Tony said take over on the total, and the Bucks at Bulls, no line on that one either, but the advice from El Tigre was to take the Bulls. Finally, Pistons at Jazz, take the Jazz minus nine, and the Suns at the Trailblazers, Take the Trailblazers minus four. As always, lots of free picks up at picksandparlays.net. And, of course, all of our expert handicappers are there. And right now, we have a special offer, 15% off. Use promo code BOWL, B-O-W-L, and get that discount on everything you put in your basket. And if you've missed any part of this show, don't worry, folks. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, complete replay of the video of the show. And if you want to hear it, download it while you're at the gym and listen. The podcast always available at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. That is our podcast network, and that is where you will find us. You will also find us live here every day, Monday through Friday, for your personal edification, right here on the Sports Byline Radio Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, those are all live, as well as uh, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitter Live. You can see my beautiful face if you want. Or you can just pretend that, uh, I don't know, I'm a supermodel or something. Uh, neither of them will get you very far. But we will give you lots of great picks. So be sure to tune in. And once again, folks, you can go to our website, picksandparlays.net. We've got a ton of free picks, and our expert picks are there for you as well. Until tomorrow, same time, same place. Bet wise, bet smart, win. And as always, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.